Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi, friends. I feel like the older and more mature we get, the more obvious it becomes when we're taking out the shit from our past on to somebody else. And I think it happens a lot more than we even realize, both with friendships, family members, at work, like that shit comes out. Oh, yeah. And I am very guilty of doing that to a lot of people. So I apologize. If I have pissed you off, it's probably because I haven't dealt with something. So hi, my name is Kaylin. And if I have shit all over you recently, (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm I'm just kidding. I'm the same way. We are all guilty of that. And honestly, so much of the way that we respond and react to everyday things in our lives are just shaped by past experiences that we haven't healed from. Mm -hmm. But one of the best things that you can do for your relationships and your general happiness is to just learn to take responsibility for your baggage. Because if I had, oh my God, most of my 20s are just filled with things I regret that I would like take out on people and expect from people and just be an explosive person because I hadn't dealt with hurt, essentially. Yeah, literally same. And I think my toxic trait in my 20s was that I thought I didn't have any baggage. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have any trauma, I don't have any baggage, that's your fucking baggage, okay? Like that is what you go to the therapist for and unpack because there is something there. Uh, Because all of us have it, like bad relationships, childhood challenges, toxic work environments, devastating- Getting bullied at school. Bullying, friendship breakups. Like no one talks about friendship breakups, but that shit will fuck you up for years. Yeah, they'll all unintentionally impact how you deal with people situations relationships literally how you handle any sort of conflict in your life so no matter if you're working with big t trauma or little t trauma it all matters and it all shapes who you are today so don't feel like nothing is too small and nothing is too big to unpack listen we are back from a long ass trip called life (laughs) and our luggage has been sitting undealt with this is me this is one of my toxic traits <laughs> on the floor for most of our life and it is time to open that shit up sort through it and unpack it and deal with it yeah that is what we are here to do today doing the damn work and you can easily see how it's showing up manifesting itself how it's getting the better of you mm-hmm. when you recognize if you're easily triggered or if you're overreacting and there's so many ways it can show up it can show up in defensiveness it can show up in like unjustified aggression it can show up in any of those like really big Overreaction. If you ever walk away from a situation and you're like, why the fuck did I just react that way? That was crazy, (laughs) which I think we've all done. I actually had this come up super recently. Mm -hmm. I was in a like small disagreement with someone that didn't really need to be a big deal. We both approached something differently and we were not on the same page. And I was devastated. I was so freaking rattled. I'm still rattled. I've been rattled for a hot minute. And I'm like, why am I so upset? Like, this doesn't need to be a big deal. Like, why can't I get over this? And I realized it was just taking me back to old patterns that really upset me when I was younger. And it was putting me right back into these moments in time that I've never dealt with and that have never fully been resolved or addressed. And when you're plunged back into that unexpectedly and you have this huge reaction, it means like, probably something needs to be done about it yeah and that can be done 
personally by you speaking with someone, getting a bit of help, doing your own self-work on it, or it can be done with the person, you know, that the original problem started with or the person that you're shitting on right now. Yeah, yeah. Inadvertently. But something needs to be addressed because these big reactions are happening for a reason. And your responses to things, they are just a mirror that's telling you what hasn't been healed. Ooh, that's so, so true, dude. Yeah, man. Everything's a mirror. But truly, like, the essence of being triggered is just a big response to something that has harmed you and you have not healed. Yeah. I was panicking the other day because I missed one of my best friend's birthdays. I totally forgot to call her. We normally send each other flowers. It's something we've been doing since we were like 16. But I've just been really overwhelmed lately and just forgot. And I felt so shitty. Do you have friends that aren't me? (laughs) Just kidding. You're like, where the fuck are my flowers, bitch? I'm like, here's my baggage. I want to be your one and only. I'm just joking. I'm not. You're so funny. So what happened? Okay. Our birthdays are a week yeah. apart. So I got flowers from her on my birthday. So then I was so panicky oh. that when she called me on my birthday and we talked, I didn't even let her say hello, happy birthday. I just picked up the phone and went, Lindsay, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, I've been like panicking because I didn't get you flowers and it's something we do. And I broke the tradition. And she was like, Kaylin it's okay you're a mom you're going through some shit I love you I didn't send flowers to you passive aggressively like I it's okay I'm not going anywhere but I think because I have so much trauma from friends being mad at me for such bullshit reasons as a child like as a teenager it's It's just constant paranoia it's coming up at age 32 so it's so funny to your point like your responses to everyday things and if they're over and above what it normally should be that's a mirror A hundred percent. And I think we're all going through the process of like figuring out, okay, triggers come up. We all will feel triggered at some point, Mm -hmm. but we also need to stop expecting everyone around us to like cater to our triggers because I think that's like a fucked up thing that's happening right now in society on social media where like everyone is so scared to trigger everyone else because then you'd be like a horrible person who's insensitive and oh my God, I feel triggered by what you just said. How dare you? It's like, Actually, it's not our jobs to to avoid anything that might trigger anyone for the rest of time. Like, be a good person. Yeah. But also, if someone is getting triggered, it is their job to manage how and why they're getting so triggered and to start to take accountability for that. Because we cannot all tiptoe on eggshells for the rest of our lives. Be decent to one another, but also people are getting triggered by things that aren't even indecent. So we yeah. need to like really look at that and examine like what's going on internally that I'm not able to self-regulate and then I'm getting so fired up about absolutely everything that happens. Yeah, yeah. That leads to another great point for this episode. If you're doing the work and you're trying to figure out what triggers you so you can, you know, take responsibility for your shit, make sure you're not taking responsibility for somebody else's shit, especially if you're in a relationship. Yes. Because I think it can be really easy to take on somebody else's baggage especially if like they're mm-hmm. kind of spinning it on you like let's take money for for example and I'll get into this later because I want to talk about Gabe and I but let's money in general money in general yeah. especially in relationships let's say you bought something and your partner is like so upset about it they're triggered by something you bought for yourself because they've got some money issue that they haven't dealt with if your partner has an uncalled for response to you doing something that's like not harming them and not doing anything wrong that's really like that's not on you it's on them and so it's totally fair to want the people around you that you love the people that you work with the people you're in partnership with your actual you know romantic partners to want to do the work so that we don't all have to like take each other's shit on in addition to our own shit there's just too much shit flying around okay guys like (laughs) I have absolutely no boundaries when it comes to like 
absorbing other people's emotions like I, I it's a huge problem of mine if, if someone around me is going through pain if they're upset if they're oh. mad I am I absorb it so much and I allow it to ruin my day ruin my mood you're like oh you're feeling bad let me take that on I got you yeah 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 oh, no. and I was talking to my friend recently who is the same personality type as me like an ENFP a super empath like an artist and a creative and all these things and there was just like a shit show unfolding around us and I was like how are you not getting stressed by this like how are you like aren't you anxious like isn't this upsetting you and she was like man the type of people we are I have so learned to look at something and be like that's not mine and walk away from it it's not mine to hold not mine to carry Hmm. and I have been trying to get better at doing that I've actually been putting it to practice this summer because I live alone normally and spending the entire summer with your family is the best thing ever but also when something's wrong it's so easy for me to default into this childhood mode of like, oh my God, have I upset someone? Have I done yeah, something wrong? Yeah. What's going on? Why is everyone upset? Like, why, why are things off? And I'm really trying to be like, okay, other people are allowed to be upset, but that's not mine. I don't need to take it on. I love that you told me that story about your friend because it makes me feel better about how I've started to deal with other people's stuff. And at first I thought maybe me not taking it on or me like disassociating from it was me not wanting to deal with it. Like maybe that was a trigger for me. Like it was bringing something up in me. But now I'm thinking like, I think I'm just protecting my peace. Like your friend is. Yeah. I think there's a yeah. there's a time and place. Like if your best friend is going through something devastating, like of course that's going to impact you and that's going to, you're going to take that on. But if it's something that you're like, you know what? I just, it's not, I'm not taking it on today. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I also think that we can care so much about our loved ones and we can worry about them. Their shit can matter to us and they can be devastated. We can be devastated for them. But we don't now need to live in that devastation with them. Like we right. like we can sit with them, but we don't need to fucking climb into that emotional state and live there with them. And that's, that's, like, that's I think, probably hard for both of us because we're both empaths. And so when we don't do that, it feels like, oh, my God, am I numbing myself? Am I a bad friend? Have I turned off my, like, emotions? Yeah. And it's a hard balance that I have not figured out yet. I think there's a, like, a safe balance that we're just trying to hit between not being numb to people and allowing ourselves to feel and love and help without, like, getting in that shit with them and rolling around in it and like taking it on and allowing it to like change us because oh my god one thing I know is every single person that you know is going through something tough right now and if we absorb everyone's challenges we're gonna be shells of a human literally shells of a human the best example I can give was when someone very close to me in my life told me about an addiction problem that they Mm. have that they're going through I immediately took that on and it was devastating for me and I immediately went to like okay how can I fix this how can I solve this and I was Mm, talking to my therapist about it and she actually once upon a time had specialized in addiction recovery with her patients she was like there is nothing you can do you could host an intervention you could sit like you could pour your heart and soul out to them but until that person is ready to change their life you can't do anything so you need to decide if you're going to accept that or spend the rest of your life basically until they get better taking that on and like Mm. that was really helpful for me to hear because I was able to let it go still have a beautiful relationship with this person but their addiction issues is not my problem to solve I can be there for them and support them but I don't have to fix it 
Exactly. And you can't fix it. And so to take that pressure off of yourself that I'm supposed to be fixing this and that the only way I can love and support is to fix it for them. Yeah. But that's hard. That's really, really hard. It's hard. That's hard to love someone and not be able to try to. I mean, so much of what we've even learned throughout all of our episodes is that sometimes people just need validation. They need someone to talk to. They need a safe space to talk about like, I'm fucking up right now and things are not going well. Yeah. And they just need that safety. And so our, it's uncomfortable to just sit there with someone when they're not okay. Mm-hmm. And so we want to do something and take action because just sitting there is so uncomfortable. Yeah. But like, that's, that's it. That's sometimes what A lot of times that's need. all we can do. And sometimes that's yeah. what they need. And the fact that this person was able to open up and tell me, I'm realizing to your point yes. was like, I'm seen as someone helpful and safe that this person can come to just by the fact that they did that. And that's enough. All this to say other people's baggage is not yours to take on to your point sit there with them feel it with them but be able to walk away and not let it you know take over your life that's a tough skill to learn differentiating our pain from someone else's pain that is a a life long journey yep and a lot of that just starts with really figuring out how is your past baggage affecting your present life and it shows up in every area this is this is where the work begins is really examining like where is this taking over and so there's endless examples but places where we've noticed like that are really really common for people's baggage to just be fucking spewing out everywhere (laughs) romantic relationships oh my god yeah it's like sometimes truly our romantic partners can be the ones that have to like see the worst in us and take the worst in us because they feel like a safe place that they're just going to stick around for it which really is not true but that is can be our default and they get to see a side of us that often no one else sees so dude my my first trimester anger management issues that I went through I, I say this every time it's a goddamn miracle Gabe's still married to me you were a 20 out of, out of 10 wife so we all have our <laughs> low moments but yeah it can it can really come out in a lot of different ways I mean for example people's like broken families you know if they had separated parents or or like some some trauma growing up in terms of what they viewed relationships to be yeah that can really affect how you view your relationship I think we can also have really unfair expectations of our partners to help us fix all of our baggage and I have been really mm. really guilty of that in my last big relationship I know that I really expected my partner to fix things for them and I would kind of like tell them what was going on tell them what was wrong and then expect them to like climb in there and fix it and when they didn't I'd feel like why don't you care like why don't like right I really put a lot of unfair onus because I wasn't owning that it is my fucking responsibility to fix stuff and I can get advice I can get a second opinion I can just be held by someone I can be validated but I cannot expect anyone to fix my life for me that is unfair and I put a lot of pressure on a relationship to bring me all of my happiness and all of my safety and I was not doing that for myself Ooh. and I even caught myself doing it recently and I was ranting about something and I was fired up and they weren't really giving me anything in return and I was like okay I might as well just not have a conversation with you right now You're like why aren't you solving all of my problems not doing anything <laughs> and it's like talking to a wall yeah meanwhile they were just listening silently I was being so unreasonable and I literally two minutes later was like holy shit I am so sorry I just acted like a complete twat and expected <laughs> you to like come in there and save me from how I was feeling and that's so unreasonable and I'm so sorry check your expectations of people make sure that you have healthy expectations it's fair to have expectations 
to be properly cared for and loved by the people around you. Yeah. But it's not fair to expect to be like saved by them. No. And I'm I'm guilty of like dumping all my problems on Gabe and not necessarily not necessarily looking for him to fix them. But I I guess because we both work from home and he is my partner. I'm like, oh, I can just spew everything on you and you can just sit there and take it. But like that impacts his day too and he's guilty of doing that to me as well so we've had to learn yeah. like okay I think there's certain things we need to go to other people for if we're looking yeah, for yeah, yeah. certain answers you should have multiple people in your corner like it's hard for one person to take on everything, everything. yeah but especially like I think it's this is a very new phenomenon to have entire families like working from home at the same time yeah like that's you used to just not see your partner all day so when you'd come home it'd be like exciting to tell them about your day but like working from home at the same time together you're telling each other every little thing in real time as it happens and that could be overwhelming yeah yeah because you're you're like partners and then you're kind of co-workers because you know every single person they work with every drama that happens so like I found myself giving Gabe like work advice and I don't I'm not in sales like I don't do what he does and he'd, he'd be like no that's stupid I would never do that and then I'm like well fuck you why are you coming to me with this problem yeah, yeah. you know like <laughs> like I'm just being an asshole so guys I'm a treat to date which leads me to our next point defensiveness which is my toxic trait I think mm. not to like throw it back on mom and dad but you know as you do I love you guys um I don't think I grew up seeing my parents argue like at all so I never really understood what healthy conflict looked like and like that your partner should call you out on your shit and it doesn't mean they're being an asshole they're like helping you grow so when Gabe would call me out on something that I'm doing wrong I would get so I'd be like what like I don't do that I don't know why I would my my brain would just immediately go to defend yourself I I wouldn't even hear the words that are coming out of his mouth like I shut down immediately and I just go defense and then you can't have a constructive conversation with someone when they're shut down like that so that's my trigger that's a big one I think another thing that can come up in in relationships is control so if you felt like you were controlled in the past, it might make you more avoidant or distant in a new relationship. Oh, yeah. Imagine like if you had a really controlling partner in the past and then now you have a brand new relationship, someone with great intentions, and they're just like, oh, hey, would just like love you to text me when you get home so I know you're safe or, you know, you're going on a trip. I'd love to like hear from you every day and just check in. Yeah. And that person, because their baggage is of the past, they were controlled, they were maybe manipulated, they had no freedom, there was no trust between them. They're like, no, I fucking I'm going to avoid that and push back against that person's needs because I feel like you're smothering me. Yeah. Even though that person's probably being totally fair. Yeah. I remember Gabe when we first moved in together I was still in my like western party girl era and I would go out after work stay out late drinking and just never text him and it's not because I didn't love him or care about him or that I was doing something bad it was just like I was just probably just drunk drunk. (laughs) let's just call it what it was there's no there's no more explanation I was just wasted I was just a fucking (laughs) drunk bitch and then we'd get in these big fights because he'd be like I just want you to text me like just give me an update of where you where you are and and I was just like you're controlling like you're too much and then it honestly wasn't until like we got married that I was like oh I'm crossing a boundary of yours my bad like it's disrespectful for me to be out all night and not check in with you so yeah anytime someone tries to control me I get a little a little snarly but we're working on it Uh, dude I feel that on the flip side like if I'm being uncomfortably honest I know that I have 
been overly controlling in the past because I did not deal with past relationships that like really harmed me and like being cheated on, you know, Mm. having really fucking toxic relationships and letting that like bleed into new relationships where that was completely unjustified, where I didn't need to feel any of that like lack of trust or paranoia or worry, any of the things that were coming up. I was never absolutely out of line with the control, but I definitely required a bit more handholding than was probably fair in new relationships because I was so convinced that everyone is just a cheater and everyone's just going to treat you badly. And I can so clearly see now how my baggage from past relationships were ruining current relationships. And now I feel way more equipped to deal with that or if those feelings still bubble up and if that like doubt and worry bubbles up like I can at least regulate myself and walk away and be like you know what why would I be with someone I don't trust I obviously trust them yeah and I cannot assume the worst of everyone just because a few people in the past were shitty and you know what if they fucking do something I'll deal with it then but why suffer twice yeah true I have never been cheated on nor cheated on somebody but I'm I can only imagine that is like probably one of the hardest things to come back from like how do you get past that that's that's so freaking hard yeah through therapy through working with your partner being super honest about how you're feeling but then you know letting them know these issues you don't need to pretend they're not happening like you can fully and I do fully in relationships be like yeah like I can default to having some trust issues and I'm not proud of that but I've been really hurt in the past but I'm going to actively not let that leach into how we are together but if it ever does come up, please give me grace. This is why it's happening. And I will ensure that I'm keeping myself in check. And if you talk about it, I feel like your partner can help come up with a middle ground of making yeah. you feel safe and secure in your relationship without it being yes. too much for them. Yeah, I don't want my shit to be their shit. But there also needs to be compassion for each other. And we need to like work with each other's triggers and, and be kind to one another around them. And it doesn't mean you can expect your partner to completely change their behavior. I don't think that's fair. But there are really fair compromises. Like, yeah, of course, like go on your trip, go out to this thing. But like, please just check in with me. Yeah, let's touch base. Also, like, please never lie to me. Like lying is like the I will implode if lied to. Yeah. And so that's obviously a symptom of all of this. And so little tiny omissions or lies that might not seem like a big deal to other people become a really big deal to me. Yeah. You know, I can definitely work on my reactions to that. But I also expect honesty. Yeah, that's a good one. Thanks for bringing that up, dude. It can also come up with friends and family. I know with my friendships, because I've had past experiences with like friendships dwindling, I can sometimes be very insecure with my friendships and be constantly worried that people are mad at me or that I'm letting people down. So yeah, not unpacking your past friendships or relationships with family members can definitely creep up. I'm the same. I I can be really insecure in my friendships. I think I was very excluded as a kid. I was a pretty big nerd, a pretty big wiener child. Wiener and so, child. yeah, I was uh, very much excluded, very much Aww. did not find my place like socially. Like I was a social kid, but I just was not cool and yeah. very much was made to feel that way. And there was definitely bullying. And so I think feeling included and feeling like I have a place and feeling like valued by my friends is so important to me and if that ever feels threatened then I can have like extremely unnecessary reactions to that like it's you know obviously a trigger for sure yeah 
my anxiety goes through the roof if I feel like something is up with a, with a friend and it'll take over yeah. my day just like how you're saying you can take on someone's emotions and it just like cripples you yeah. for me it's this like ruminating over like have I is this person mad and it's yeah. like no Jill just is fucking busy that's why she hasn't texted you back you know like yeah. <laughs> like relax I'm sorry dude no it's not don't worry. <laughs> it's not your baggage it's my baggage oh no that's why we like get along so well because I have that too and I constantly am worried that everyone's mad at me and yeah. I think that's a just a symptom of anxiety but it's also probably the same as you of like not really seeing you know like regular healthy communication yes. of like talking about what's wrong yes. and like being really transparent about what's wrong growing up and so as a result I would always just be like oh my god is something wrong I don't know I don't know how to talk about anything so I'm just going to assume it's my fault and I'm just going to be scared yeah that I've done something wrong <sighs> and I'm that way to this day yeah but we're working on it and that shit comes up in the workplace too yeah and like that's a place where you don't want your baggage being unloaded no and that's also a place where you like I find can bury your shit down deep because you're mm -hmm. trying to like remain cool but then the second you're triggered this like other side of you comes out and then all of a sudden your coworkers are like whoa Kaylin relax so this is why it's really good to yeah. deal with it before that happens so what does that look like in the workplace micromanaging or having like an adverse effect to someone micromanaging you might make you feel really triggered needing to be liked like it the people pleasing tendencies comes out so much at work for me and like if you're going to move up in your career you're going to have to piss some people off you're going to have to make some yes and True. yes or no decisions and not everyone's going to be happy so that is like a big one to try to get over yeah do you think like needing to be like does that keep you playing small at work oh 100 percent I'm sure like anyone with helicopter parents is probably like so adverse to being micromanaged oh yeah I certainly can draw the line between my constant fear of being laid off from the fact that I was laid off a bunch yeah, that'll <laughs> so, do it. Like, it was pretty fucking devastating and the fact that I really haven't gotten over that has shown up constantly in if I'm like booked into a meeting and there's no reason why the meeting is happening if it's not like hey I'd love to have a meeting to talk about our social plan for next month then I'm just like I'm getting fired oh. or someone calls me out of the blue at work I'm like I am now oh, getting fired no. it's it's just really instilled this constant like fear yeah and I can't separate the fact that it had nothing to do with my value or performance it was just the nature of the industry but sometimes with these triggers and with this baggage it doesn't operate based on fact it just operates based on the feeling yeah. and the fear yeah and so that comes up a lot for me a definite need for approval and reassurance from authority figures it's like oh, yeah I am now an adult still seeking the approval of every adult I come into contact with and I like I need reassurance so when I'm working with people if they are operating off of like no news is good news and if something is wrong I'll let you know I, cr I, cr I crumble under that yeah, because yeah. I also need reassurance and I need to know that you're happy with me and there is like a child Jill that needs that yeah. and she is also 32 year old Jill and so the reality is like I can certainly communicate to the people I work with that this would really help me in our relationship if we could discuss feedback as well as what's going well mm, you know this mm -hmm. is a great way for me to work but at the end of the day I can't control how other people manage and I can't control how other people communicate so I do need to start giving myself reassurance yeah. and I do need to start just like healing that part of me so that I don't constantly die inside if I'm not told I'm doing a good job I know that's a and that's a hard one because so, some people's like management styles might be to not overly communicate that like if someone's just like a yeah. little bit more reserved and not super warm that's a hard manager to deal with 
Um, parenting has been really interesting to experience for two reasons. I think one, if you were raised a certain way, you might continue that path with the way you're raising oh, your yeah. children. Or if you were raised a certain way and you didn't like that, you're trying to change and rewrite history and redo some things. But what I've found is that me personally in doing so, my parents were great, but there's some things that I'm doing differently with Mia. It's also started to like make me a little sad sometimes mm, about things yeah. that maybe my parents didn't do and that I'm doing now for Mia yeah. and I'm like well why the fuck what the hell yeah because you have to recognize what you were missing that you wanted to change in order to be able to break that cycle yeah but in doing so you're also kind of mourning your own past. childhood yeah my my coworker was telling me the other day that she was uh, driving her son to university and dropping him off because he he was starting and she was so excited and i was like i was thinking about it and i remembered oh my god i drove myself to university and me being happy for her was like all of a sudden overshadowed by this like deep sadness of like why didn't my parents drive me and it just like took yeah. over my day so parenting can bring up a lot of feelings yeah probably why you're so like hyper independent too right because yeah. you felt like you had to be during moments like that yeah watch me become like a helicopter mom with Mia now because I'm like hella overcompensating I mean it is kind of happening Let's this is why we unpack our shit <laughs> this is why we unpack our shit <laughs> what I feel like is another very very big one money oh yeah I honestly think the the number one argument that Gabe and I have and most couples have in their relationship is over money and the way that we handle money we mm. grew up so friggin' different Gabe grew up with very scarcity mindset view of money I had a very like abundant mindset and because of that our views on saving and spending are so different and going back to not letting somebody's baggage become your baggage the way I used yeah. to spend my money triggered Gabe because Oh, yeah. He was so used to like every extra dollar you have, you save. You don't spend it. And in my family, it was yeah. like, oh, you've saved up. You can buy whatever you want that you can afford with that yeah. money. And I seriously don't think we fully unpacked that until like two weeks ago when we were talking about our budget. Oh. And Gabe like had an epiphany and was like, oh, my God, it's our views towards saving and spending that is like really the difference here. A hundred percent. Yeah. But for years, it was like, Kalen has a spending problem. You don't know how to save like all this shit. And then he was realizing like, oh, my God, it was just the way that we were raised. But like when you come together with someone that's so different and you don't, yeah. you know, communicate well and work through that, like that shit could fucking break you. A hundred percent. And I'm sure like back to not wanting to feel controlled it was probably hella fucking triggering to you when Gabe was trying to do what he yes. thought was the right thing and be like, I, you shouldn't spend this. You shouldn't buy this. And you're like, stop controlling oh, 100%. me. And then in his mind, he's probably like, this is so disrespectful. We have savings goals and you're not. Yeah. Like he probably felt so triggered of like, why doesn't Kaylin care about our savings goals? And then you're both just like, we were just like imploding together because of your, each of your baggage. Yeah. yeah. It was oh my God. So many people are probably going through this. Yeah. And like we've been together, I think it's like 14 years now in January. And like we just figured it out. So this is a really oh fucking God. big one. Oh, my God. What brought this realization? What was like the we just impetus for this? We were arguing. We So we set a budget every month and we were fighting over it because Gabe, he used to check it all the time, like daily. And I would check it like twice a month. Yeah. And if we'd have money left over 
that wasn't allocated, I would see that as money that we can spend because we've allocated yeah. savings. We know what we're spending on groceries, all that stuff. If there's extra, let's just fucking spend it and have maximum fun. Yeah. But in his eyes, it's like, let's save it because we don't know where we're going to end up at the end of the month. What was the argument about? I think I wanted to buy... I wanted to buy something and it was nothing unreasonable, but his reaction to it was so intense. I was like, but we have this money. Like we can, we're not going over budget. And then he was like, oh my God, I just realized you view that as like fun. Like that's go, go to yeah. town. But I view it as it's like, your fun fun. Yeah, it's a fun fun. You can't spell fun without fun. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I mean, it sounds so small and like trivial, but that was like, that was huge. And it was him that admitted it. Were we high? Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> wait this makes so much sense that's like literally 14 years of the same argument and you guys like get a little high and all of a sudden you're like wait do we view money like in a different way dude weed has changed my marriage for the better i fucking love it it's been great but you know what here's the thing it's probably not your fault or gabe's fault or my fault that bad shit happened in the past and so that's what's hard because a lot of this baggage we didn't necessarily bring it upon ourselves it's like true. it's it, we shouldn't have this baggage it sucks it's not fair but it is our job to manage how we carry it going forward yes and that's where you can like rewrite the narrative that's where you can take control and i think that's where you shift out of this like victim mindset mm -hmm. of like well i like i didn't want to fucking be cheated on or i didn't want to have a shitty you know money story growing up and scarcity but you can change all of that right now by managing how you carry this in the present and moving forward. It doesn't, just because it's always been one way doesn't mean it needs to continue to be that way. And your life will get so much better when we start taking accountability for the shit that we can control. Yeah. And so we've obviously covered the goal of understanding what our baggage is, what it looks like and how it shows up, who it shows up with the most. Mm -hmm. That's so key. That's most of the battle. Once you take accountability for all of that and understand it, then it, it's about how you're going to manage it. Yeah, which is the hard part. So that takes a lot of self-awareness, like exactly what we, were, mm -hmm. what we were saying earlier, recognizing when it's coming up, which is so fucking hard to do in the moment because you're probably either super upset, super mad, super triggered. And yep. in that moment, you're right. And no uh, if you're me at least and you're very defensive you're right and like you don't want to even take a bird's eye view but if you can just like take a step yeah. back and have that self-awareness of like okay I got really upset by this situation why like let's just take a minute yeah. and, and and unpack it and you could like excuse yourself go on your yeah. phone write something down like I, I always find I have to take notes in my phone if anyone were to look at my fucking note app in my phone <laughs> They would call 911 oh because it, I look like a crazy person. But I have to write things down because I'll forget. Do you know how many notes I have? How many do you have? Guess. 45. Notes? Yeah. In my note app? Yeah. You have more than 45? You have more than 45? I am so insanely shocked at what an underrepresentation <laughs> of notes this is. Jillian. You thought I would only have 45 notes? How do you even scroll? You're going to get fucking carpal tunnel scrolling through that. Please hold. <gasps> you have 2,086. You, your notes have folders? I didn't even know you could do that. I am shocked. Okay, I have like 10 and I thought I was like wild. And that that's really just so you've got the self-awareness and then comes the self-regulation so you taking a beat to like write down what you need to to collect your thoughts like 
that is self-regulating like that's 100%. a great thing to do yeah in addition to therapy which i highly recommend yes yeah. the self-regulating piece is so important especially i mean it's important regardless but if you are a parent and you notice like your kid triggers you or your partner triggers you you have to self-regulate yeah. in that moment because if you don't it manifests as like anger or yelling or scr- like whatever yeah. happens and yeah taking a beat writing it down having someone to call taking a deep breath oh yeah even. you're like, so just good at that simple breath work, as that breath work is like you swear by that I know I don't have it mastered but it's I know it's there and I know I need to use it sometimes and to just like breathe before you respond yeah to call someone when you're I've dude I've called you and some of my friends when I'm like going off the deep end with something and I'm like super triggered to call someone that is a safe space where you can be like I am losing my mind something has happened and then they can be like okay Jill but this is how you always react when this is happening so like calm down you can rant you can get it all out Mm -hmm. and then you can take accountability for was that even a fair reaction why am I losing my shit right now it maybe it's justified maybe it's not but if it's just me overreacting to something because it's bringing up something from the past yeah having that moment's distance between it by talking to a friend or writing it down or taking a breath can make a big big difference writing a letter too I wrote like a four-page letter to Gabe a month ago I never even Oh, no, I did read it off to him. Sm- smoked a bit of weed, stood <laughs> yeah. up, was just like, dear, dearest Gabriel, dear, dearest. today I would like you to listen. Literally, I was Lady Winterdown. What's her name? Is it Winterdown? <laughs> Lady Whistle Whistledown. Dearest Rita. <laughs> dearest Rita. <laughs> Something husband. is afoot <laughs> Something in the Michan residence. It's gone awry and it is not okay. But no, it's true. Writing a letter is very helpful. Whether or not you send it or read it or do anything with yeah. it, just gathering your thoughts. And then... Of course, having discussions or seeking a resolution with anyone from your past that you know has caused the pain that you're now carrying forward into your future is always yeah. something to consider if that's applicable to you. If it's like a safe thing, yeah. you know, like there, if you still have like, let's say something happened with your parents that, that shaped the way you respond to something and you see it coming up in a pattern over and over again and it's upsetting you and you yeah. still have a good relationship with them, it could be worth sitting down and being like, hey, like this just keeps coming up for me and I kind of want to talk about it I want some like answers as to why things went down like that or you know I just I just want to get on the same page so I can let this go that's totally fine if you have like some you know capital T trauma and were abused and stuff like obviously don't go you don't you don't need to go back to that person Mm, and find resolutions not every wound needs to be like reopened yeah that is for sure yeah it's not always useful but if you think it'll help you break a cycle then Um, you know fair enough I really think it comes down to just learning to not make excuses for yourself which is very hard to do especially if you're still kind of stuck in that like victim mindset but really owning your shit and reframing the stories that are leading you to live in the past like what are you telling yourself over and over again that's making you react to a certain thing so how can Mm -hmm. we rewrite that story yeah and maybe it caused you to not trust your judgment in people you know maybe that's the underlying story oh well you know I was wronged before and it's going to happen again because clearly I don't have a good judgment of character so let's reframe that story and also something I'm a huge believer in is letting other people around you know what's going on with you so that you let them know that it's not about them so if something from Mm -hmm. your past is coming up if your baggage is on full display if you are fucking triggered I tend to like overshare with people and say something's wrong right now I'm just really upset about this situation or this thing hurt me but it is not about you and I'm really sorry if I'm acting weird today even today when we started recording I was like Kaylin if I seem like 
unengaged or off it's because I'm feeling sick like I'm really not feeling well but I don't want you to be like oh is Jill in a bad mood or is she's not herself is it have anything to do with me so I always err on the side of overly stressing where my mood where my trigger where whatever's coming up is coming from so that the person that I'm with doesn't have to try to like take on that shit and wonder like did I do this is this about me I think it just comes down to like we have the self-awareness then we self-regulate and then we let people know what's going on and we can be transparent about it there's nothing wrong with that and then they can give us a bit of grace while we work through it and they can help you recognize like when you are triggered if you don't realize it yeah so it is really helpful to to open up and share I need to get better at that you are very good at that but I I bury it down and I make people spiral and think that I'm mad at them which is horrible and I need to be careful of not like letting people know why I'm upset and then expecting them to fix it yeah so that is my that is my journey to work on it's you know overwhelming and it's a lot of work to do but it is really empowering to reclaim your past to choose something different for the future and to take responsibility for your own happiness because yeah we're talking about taking responsibility for shitty things that happened in the past but really Mm -hmm. by doing that we are taking responsibility for our happiness it's fucking worth it oh it is so worth it dive in unzip the bag just unpack it because (laughs) your life will be better for it a hundred percent you guys got this So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.